Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jerron. This is Isabella. And joining us for this episode is Chuck Barnett with BMDM Marketing Agency. On tonight's show, we will hear from Chuck about working with Pivot Business Consulting and Intern Pursuit Interns, great leaders, entrepreneurship, and cool tech in the marketing industry, along with other side conversations. Also with us this evening is Alani Alec. Hello, Alani. Hello. From University of South Florida, she is a graduate, and also she previously interned with Business Consulting. I don't think I can say previously. It was a while back. She's okay. like serious. She's got a job. <laughs> She's serious. And also coming up this episode of the Intern Whisper Live, we're going to talk about some great leaders, entrepreneurship, and the coolest things in innovation in your industry. So how can people find us? We are on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook.com, PivotBizConsult, Facebook.com, Intern Pursuit. We have a game, so just like make sure you look at all of those opportunities. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. You can find us on Google+. And we have YouTube and also our Facebook Live that's going. And we have Facebook, I mean not Facebook, sorry, uh, we have MixLR.com, Valencia College Radio, all one word. And then you have to follow Valencia College Radio and then look for Intern Pursuit. You can watch us live on Facebook. But before we start the show, let's talk about our first sponsor, Starter Studio, an accelerator and co-working area located in downtown Orlando. A cool co-working space to 100-plus companies working in areas of technology and supportive businesses. A healthy startup community doesn't exist in a bubble. And Starter Studio is working to connect startups to a broader entrepreneurial ecosystem that will help them grow. You can find them at starterstudio.org. Thank you, Starter Studio, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. Okay, so Chuck, oh. you're an entrepreneur. I and the owner of BMDM Marketing Agency, and also a sponsor of Interim Pursuit. Thank you for being a sponsor with us for three months. We love that. Our pleasure. Yep. So, we always usually start with, what was your educational journey? What did you major in? Where did you go to school? Why? Um, well, mine was a bit of a, uh, of a disjointed journey, and uh, so it wasn't quite uh, very linear. I started off as a biology student way back when mm -hmm. and then they really enjoyed marine biology I came down to Florida Atlantic to become a marine biologist and then after I don't know a year and a half or so I realized that marine biologists didn't really make any money and they needed <laughs> master's degrees and so as a result I opted out of marine biology and went to geology because, oh, like that's better? Well, uh, at that point, I was able to actually use most of my, uh, most of my courses. Mm -hmm. I was able to graduate within another year, and uh, a buddy of mine was doing it. So I figured I'd drive around in a Jeep and look at rocks and, you know, get paid for it. That's interesting. Um, well, it, it would have been, but that really wasn't how it panned out. Um, <laughs> so I got my degree in geology. I went off to be a well site geologist. So I was doing stratigraphic mapping and working in the oil fields on offshore for a few times. And that was... Interesting to a degree, but um, a lot of the folks I was working with really weren't that stimulating. Uh, roughnecks would come around, and they had a, a finger-to-tooth ratio of like one-to-one. -one. So mm. like, you know, four fingers, four teeth, and that was all I had. Oh, my gosh. So, so it really wasn't my, my scene. Um, I was in my trailer with my computers and whatnot and, and realized that that wasn't the long-term opportunity for me. So I went back to FAU, 
got my MBA. And, uh, and so after two and a half years, I had an MBA and then I went out into the marketplace. Hmm. That's interesting. Did you know that Alani? I did not know that. In fact. So isn't that interesting? We just learned another <laughs> fun fact about Chuck. It is. It was funny cause I actually wanted to be a marine biologist, <gasps> biologist too. I learned they don't make any money and I was like, gotta figure something else out. Well, that's mm. the thing. So, you know, we, we, I thought it was a great deal. And then, uh, and I was struggling in classes Found out I had to get a master's degree, and then people were, were earning sixteen thousand dollars a year. I was like, okay, sixteen grand a year. I, I want to be able to actually, you know, drive a car and eat. So, yeah. you know, the folks that really loved it or were very wealthy were doing well at it. Hmm. Those of us that were um, none of the above, not so much. So, so I was an English major, and I can really identify with the degree choice that you're saying because originally it was going to be criminal justice, and then I switched over to English. One of the things that I learned is. Every degree should always take business, a core set of business classes as their electives. Wouldn't you say that too? Um, uh, maybe. <laughs> well, because so like we, accounting, you'd have to at least put together a budget if you're looking for grants, uh, right? Accounting, but accounting pretty much sucks. So that, that's not really <laughs> anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, but I'm saying that basic accounting class would help you. To be exposed to it. Yeah, so, just so to be exposed. Maybe, maybe like, you know. Uh, a personal finance class. Yes, personal finance yeah, for, like a for science class. majors or something. Yeah. So yeah. that, um, because of, so so I've got five kids and their majors. It's like the Brady Bunch, just so you know, over there. Me drawing. personally, it's just me, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and so their, their majors range from English to uh, plant uh, biotechnology. I've got a public policy. We've got one that's in physical therapy. Um, and then one, one economics and business major, you know, but, but as far as the applications for their purposes, you know, I, I think a, a general type of a business exposure would be good. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, for exposure to financial accounting so that they know right, just the terminology. what needs to be done. But but to, to dump somebody into a uh, managerial accounting class and, no, and that's hopefully not best I mean. or yeah or no. yeah just basic accounting like for the most part people don't know checkbooks. how to yeah, <laughs> yeah. checkbook well, right those of us who actually know what checkbooks are so yeah Alani when did you guys write a check uh, I wrote one uh, like a few weeks ago <laughs> exactly. for postage yeah. <laughs> For yeah, work. Don't you? Yeah. Have to, I've never had to do one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you still have to balance your checkbook even well, you without checks. So. No, you look at your phone and, and it's right on there how yeah. much you have left. Yeah. I had a checkbook when I was seven. So, uh, Did you? Yeah, it was my first. I got an account then. Like, I didn't get an account. <laughs> <laughs> you got an account. My dad it. got me an account. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you have to learn how to balance a checkbook. And so I did it for a while, but uh, it's uh, not something I really need to do. Do nowadays, I think. No, that's uh, anymore. You know, finances are so immediate, so it's more. I think credit, you know, understanding credit scores, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. or or understanding, you know, the the value of a, of a savings account, so that mm-hmm. you can actually pay for something if you have to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. My, my kids have not quite learned that yet. Well, a couple have, but not across the board. Hmm, interesting. So after you went to school, why did you end up choosing marketing then? Oh, because I, I thought marketing was cool. You know, it gets a chance to actually play around in the in the art side of things and, and creative. And I had a chance to explore some of my scientific data sides of things. And so it was a good a good mix of the two. It was a, a blend that was able to leverage the different facets, both left and right side of my brains. Mm, brains. Interesting. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerron, what was your major originally? It was integrated business at UCF. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like a really fancy name for a different degree, which is all-encompassing of 
business and also things like you know more of a liberal studies approach right it was essentially called general business but i think a lot of people yeah didn't like that title as much so integrated sounds so much better That's, of course yeah. multi-channel would probably <laughs> right. work fine you know yeah. integrated oh yeah there's all kinds mm-hmm. of like, different mm-hmm. facets of that sure mm-hmm. okay so um you have worked with you and i have worked together gosh i guess three years now maybe we're going on like three probably, years yeah. of knowing each other sure and I've always uh, enjoyed being able to work out of your office, and I know that's originally how we met, you mm-hmm. know. And one of the cool things about your office is it's very Google-like, that when I describe it to other people, <laughs> I sit here and I go, it's very Google-like in the sense that it's got lots open environment, it's bright colors, it's very pet-friendly, there's all kinds of... Um, Things that make it very, very warm for, I think, an employee to feel like this is a comfortable place that feels welcoming. Well, comfort is the biggest piece of that. So that, um, you know, most of us are on laptops. So you get a chance to move around if you want to. We'll, we'll roll up the doors and let the air in on occasion. Mm-hmm. We have the, the pets in. We actually don't roll up the doors when the pets are there, but besides no. that. Um, no, they'll run out. And, uh, <laughs> but, but it's not to the degree, you know. Um, you know, I think a lot of people that come in and say, oh, it's very Google-like. I've never really seen what Google's campuses are like because those mm-hmm. are amazing <laughs> you know, with, with free everything and ice cream and food. And, and this, is, this is unfortunately not that. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have the ping pong table. We don't have the foosball table because um, essentially we, we've got a uh, – it's like a hangar, which is a big open space. And so anybody back there playing ping pong or foosball would hear about it in the front of the building. Yeah, so, so it's um, – but it is – we did try to make it comfortable. We did try to make it – uh, inviting mm-hmm. so that if you've got to go to work, it, it really shouldn't suck. And, yeah. uh, and so that was, that was kind of the overriding principle of, of the design to yeah. where we can, you know, be engaged and, and have room to, to collaborate, but we also don't have to be on top of each other. Yeah. It's really nice. It is a very nice welcoming space. Lots of color. One of the, uh, and actually one feature that is, is rarely, uh, brought up as part of these conversations about how Google like our spaces is, is that we share a building with a brewery. So that you can um, go right next door and, 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 uh, and it's not, yeah, the, the, as a matter of fact, earlier today I was up there, I had to get something signed from, from the tenants and I was in the back booth and my Wi-Fi carries into the, uh, you know, our, our work Wi-Fi carries into the back booth. Mm-hmm. So we can literally be on our network and reach our servers from the brewery. So that's, uh, that's, uh, I think a bit unique as far as, as far as workspaces go. Yeah, that is, that is really nice. And I know that you're really involved with the Mills 50 area also. But um, we'll save that one. So let's talk okay. about what you do. Sure. What do you do down there at BMDM? What are the services? As little as possible. Um, mm, no, that why, doesn't make any that's money. Why, we know that. That's why Lonnie works there. So that, you know, she, has to <laughs> she cover, cracks the she, whip. She covers the slack, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're we're a, a digital direct marketing agency. And so we have designers, developers, data analysts that work with a, a range of clients in different verticals. Uh, clients include Full Sail, Toyota, um, Florida Hospital, we've got a, a, a few smart clients, so it's not all large, large folks. And, uh, and so we, we run the gamut from the front end where we help them with their websites and their landing pages. We work with display ads and AdWords. And then we also have a pre- printing press, which is a mm-hmm. variable digital print press. So we can print on all kinds of different materials. We print fully variable so that every piece that comes off can be different for the individual receiving it. Um, you know, and, and then on the back end, we, we work with other clients where we have uh, actually a new product where we can track folks that visit a website. And, uh, and tracking is kind of a bad word these days. Yeah. We can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So the technology allows us to identify visitors to a website, uh, even though they may be anonymous, identify their, their Wi-Fi that they're coming from, match that back to a postal address, and then send out a postcard to them. And so um, the same way, think of it as retargeting, the way that if you go to Zappos right now and you look at a pair of sandals, uh, that pair of sandals is going to follow you around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you put a pair of sandals in your in your shopping cart and then leave, the abandoned cart, you know, will will prompt an email. Hey, did you forget something? You know, these these sandals are great. They look great on you. Ten percent off today. And so what this technology does is takes the same approach, except instead of targeting you retargeting you digitally, we were able to retarget you through the post office. Hence the phrase postal retargeting, which is our product, and we actually have a website, a microsite for that product, um, www.postalretargeting.com. Go check it out. Yeah. So did you know that, that there was this kind of technology? Oh, not at all. (laughs) We don't really promote it very strongly in the consumer environment because we're not really sure how well that would go over. It's uh, it's something that we go business to business. But your technology is really rare not a lot of companies do that right correct yes no this is this is one of those things that is that in order to execute you need a blend of both the digital and print Mm -hmm. components and not a lot of folks do that at all Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are a lot of companies that are in the digital environment that specialize in adwords or they specialize in site building or they specialize in display ads and, and media placement um and then on the other side there's a number of printers that even have our same equipment but but to the best of our knowledge, there really aren't any folks in Central Florida that do what we do and have the same kind of combination of, of both personnel and technology. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. We think um, so. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of uh, clients should be looking for this kind of technology? What, what do All they... of them, okay. All Isabella, of them, yeah. You've been there for three years, yeah. you know. Um, no, it's any, any client that can speak to an individual, that wants to speak to an individual. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really where we shine. If there's a list that we can start from, if we know something about who the audience is, mm-hmm. that's where we can really help to identify how, what to say and how to say it. Um, I, I, I often say that if someone is trying to, you know, if they can satisfy their media budget by advertising on the sides of buses or on, on billboards, that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. But if you have a list, if you have someone with some experience, you've got some history behind them, um, and you want to speak to them individually, then we can we can really make the most of that. We can identify the facets that make that person stand out and that can really highlight your product for that individual and use that via direct mail. We can use that via the dis- display ads. We can uh, identify them if they've come back to your site after they've uh, visited the first time. So there's a number of, of elements that we've got in our tool bag that can, that can help a company speak to an individual. Hmm. So last week, Chris Rank was on uh, the, the show. Mm-hmm. And he said he was going to be coming be- to meet with you because he has somebody he wanted to make an introduction. So hopefully he's uh, reached out to you. He hasn't yet, but hopefully this is a call out for him. So yeah, yeah. Chris, and if you're listening, you know, you got my number. Yeah, he does. He also said that he was holding a grudge because you took Alani away from him. <laughs> well, you know, everybody uh, loves Alani. We oh, all course. wanted to keep her. And that's the, her that's the name us. of our TV series that we're, that we're doing. <laughs> everybody loves Alani. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like everybody loves uh, that Rain other show, Rain. Rain. Yeah. 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 Although ours is going to be uh, produced in, in Mandarin, so it's um, a... yes, of course. You know, maybe yeah. <laughs> it'll be limited. It might just be she's the only <laughs> well, one you know. speaking it. Uh, none, none of us would be able to do it. It'll make the audience want to learn. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. you should learn. It's a great language. Yeah. Well, um, great leaders. So, who is a great leader that you would like to acknowledge? Oh, that's such a loaded question. You know, and I think it's so easy to. 
to spout someone that, you know, very common or whatever. But, you know, I, I don't know that there's a, any particular leader that I, I opt to emulate. You know, there's folks that are like uh, Vince Lombardi in the sports world or, or you've got you know, Steve Jobs or, or that kind of thing. Uh, one that comes to mind is like, is like Buddha, just for the, the approach, you know, the, the very sincere, serene approach to, to life. Um, so I don't, I don't have a particular leader that I, that I try to emulate or, or follow. Uh, what I do is, is I'll take facets or, or snippets or, or different elements of the leaders that I read about. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I read or listen to books pretty, pretty regularly, or podcasts, and uh, so I'm exposed to a lot. And, and it doesn't work, I think, unless it, I, I can make it fit for me. Right. You know, right. and so I, I look at our, our environment, our situation, our audience, our, you know, scenario and, and see which of those elements really works. Which one sounds authentic? Which one, which one can I mm-hmm. adopt that, that also fits who I am? Because I, uh, I tend not to be a, a slave driver. I'm not the one that's, that's going to be, you know, harping on a, a certain facet of, of, of a job. Um, I am very much about empowerment. Um, perhaps a little too laissez-faire at times, but mm-hmm. you know that's just just how it works. So, yeah. Lonnie's laughing over there. For, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who who can't see, because Lonnie's back is to the cameras, she's uh, <laughs> now she's had a hold back a, a guffaw. So, oh yeah. yeah. So, so I guess if we were talking about cool innovation in uh, marketing technology, his his uh, services are that they're already mm-hmm. there because of what they can do. Been there, done that, moving on. Yes. Yeah. Or where would you like to go further with that? Well, for us, uh, it, because print is print is a, a very uh, mature pro- product, and so we recognize that as being the cornerstone of our business. So, what we've been trying to do is do more things that center around print, or where where print is the core element of of the communication channel. And so, the product where we can identify the visitors to a website and then send them a postcard—that's a very novel approach to incorporating print into a digital strategy. So these companies that are spending millions of dollars driving folks to their site, if you think about any of these people that are advertising on TV, saying, you know, go to the site for more information. So they are, are spending the money to get people to the site. But once they're on the site, if they don't actually convert, if they don't leave their information, they're gone. Whereas this is one opportunity to touch them in another channel. They, they can have a tactical element tactile element which will reinforce that digital message. So for us, that's a, that's a big one. Um, to incorporate uh, web-to-print technologies so that a company would be able to have a digital catalog with their, maintaining their brand standards that can then, where, where their, their users, their customers, their, their associate members can order, it'll come through us. But if the front end isn't there, if the data isn't there, then the back end it doesn't, doesn't matter. So the incorporation of the, of the two elements, the front end and as well as the print, is what we're really trying to focus on going forward. All right. So we'll probably be moving over to put Alani in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Not a hot seat. Yeah, it's going to be her. Okay, time. she's been practicing all week. So, so she's, all week. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, so she got the list of questions. She was out there. She was drilling, the, doing the, the whole, you know, the... You heard about how Zuckerberg was getting folks to actually uh-huh. kind of give him role play before the Senate tour. Yeah. I don't know about that. That that yeah. might be a little. But I, I saw the questions and I kept looking at the questions. I'm like, you weren't nervous, right? It. Please no, tell me no. no. She doesn't get nervous. No, no she doesn't no. get nervous. No, more like 
Just making sure I know what I'm going to say. Wants to be prepared. <laughs> yes. yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Well, do we take another little break here? Brad? And that break is with our second sponsor, okay. BMDM oh. Marketing Agency. Hey. BMDM is a direct marketing agency focused on helping companies reach individuals through online and offline means. Their newest product enables them to send postcards or letters to the homes of anonymous website visitors within 24 hours of their visit using a patented IP matching technology and our in-house on-demand printing. Thank you, BMDM Marketing Agency, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. So you already knew about all that. that was... eh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I know so much more now. Exactly. <laughs> and now we'll bring it to our second intern spotlight with Alani Ellick. Yes? Yes. Great. <laughs> a graduate of University of South Florida. Alani majored in international business and, and is an economics minor. How are you doing, Alani? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. First question. What made you choose international business, specifically Asian cultures and Chinese? Um, I, I don't even know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm interested in business and I like to travel. So I thought it went together very well. Like, um, putting that international is like, I'm ready to go out there, do something. Uh, but you definitely have to have a language generally. So you have, you have to like narrow it down. And I had taken four years of Spanish in high school. And so do you speak that? No. No, yeah, no. I, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever heard you say anything in Spanish. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, that didn't work. Let me just flip the book and, you know, go in a whole different direction. So uh, I chose Chinese just because it was so different and the culture was so foreign to me. So I was like, it would be something totally new. None of the, all the things I learned in Spanish, it would not come into play necessarily in this environment. So... I was just like, let's let's go all in that way. Uh, so yeah, so I did that through college, um, but I never got to that proficiency proficiency in Chinese or Mandarin that you really need to work abroad. Mm. Would you ever want to go to China? I've been to China. Oh great! So yes, 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 yes. I was there for two months uh, for a Mandarin course training, and it was it was phenomenal. I I, I love the food. The food's my favorite number one thing right there. <laughs> okay, did you eat chicken feet? No, no, no. I did not eat chicken feet. Okay, so I've had a Chinese exchange student live with me, and she was all about the chicken feet. Really? Yeah. I wonder what province she was from, because it all depends. Um, like... She could speak the Mandarin and Cantonese. I can't remember. Sheswan, maybe? Uh, I can't remember exactly where she's from. I'll go look it up. But um, she was very fluent, in, and she went to school in Japan, so she knows Japanese, Mandarin, Cantonese, English, and she was learning Spanish. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is. Actually, we, were like a, no uh, joke. we were at a restaurant last week, uh, Alani and I, uh, with somebody else, and they had chicken feet for sale in the, in the cold section. So Right? You know, yeah. right down right to the street, the street on Virginia, on, mm -hmm. uh, on Mills, on Mill City, uh, the, the butcher shop on Virginia. Mm -hmm. The butcher mm -hmm. shop. I think it has another name. It's Orlando, Orlando Meats. Orlando Meats. There, there it is. Go. Yes, okay. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never, when I was in China, I don't think uh, chicken feet was ever an option. I don't I don't think so, but I would have freely eaten it. Mm. <laughs> so I was wondering, in two months, how much Chinese, because you were there, did you actually pick it up even faster? Uh, I think you use, use the words you know more often, mm -hmm. and... Uh, 
would I say I picked up more of the language? I would say sentence structure, definitely. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the vocabulary that I knew beforehand, all of a sudden I have an environment to use it. So it was, so by the, at the beginning, it was hard to have a conversation with a shopkeeper, but by the end of it, I was like, just like, like me and the shopkeeper were best friends, like, hey, I'm leaving. (laughs) So it was like, you could see the development as opposed to a full year in in classes. Like it's so much more spread out as two months. I probably learned the same amount I did in one year of. Oh yeah. Because you're living, breathing it. You have to. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think about that. I sit here and go, oh, maybe two months in a Latin country, I'd come back being more fluent. It, it really does help. Yeah. Um, where would you like to travel to next? I'm going to Mexico next. Oh, this, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a wedding. Um, we're going to Cancun. So uh, I just came back from Colombia in yeah, February. Exactly. She travels all the time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She's so, uh, traveling. You pretty much have to come on each month and just ask, hey, so where's Alani been? Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes I like to throw in um, states in there. So okay, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. So I haven't been. I haven't been to many states in in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe you fly in and out of the airports. How many uh, stamps do you have in the passport? Or maybe they don't do that anymore. I don't know. No, they still do. They do yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I wanted to like fill my whole book, but there's like 20 pages or something in there. It's ridiculous. Um, and I think uh, I probably have. Seven, maybe? That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. More countries than me. I oh, definitely more than me. Definitely yeah. more than me. How many, how many uh, stamps in your passport check? More than that. More than <laughs> yeah. seven? Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. Did you go to China also? I, I've never been to Asia, um, but, but I've been, I've gotten around pretty good. Europe probably, I don't know, six or seven times, mm-hmm. seven or eight times maybe. Um, Dubai, Tahiti, um, Pretty good last time, Bangkok, um, Bali, uh, Indonesia. Okay. Um, yeah, New Zealand. So, well, yeah. you've got some of the I've Asian some, countries. I've covered some ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have. Anyway, I'm sorry. Hijacked. <laughs> and how have you applied your international business degree to what you do now? Or a better question, what do you do now? <laughs> what do I do? I'm an accountant. Yes, yes, what do you do <laughs> What now? do I do? Chuck doesn't know, let me tell you. <laughs> now she has to disclose. Mm. Um... So I'm, uh, my official title is account manager at BMDM. So I do work with a lot of our minor clients uh, with their whatever they want. So if uh, if they come in and they say they want a website bill or if they want to do a direct mail piece or, you know, anything that we can do in-house, like they'll come through me and I will, you know, do pricing, work through the whole project management to get to make sure they get what they want at the end of the day. So. Mm-hmm. And how have you used your international business degree to help with that? Uh, if you have used it at all. I wouldn't say I use the international part very often. Mm-hmm. Um, Picking the restaurants. That's, 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 <laughs> that's true. That's true. I do like Asian restaurants. Yes. So uh, that, I guess that's international in yeah. itself. Uh, but for my business degree, I would say um, there's a lot that you learn when they're like when you're dealing with people that you're – you're like, oh, yeah, I know how to deal with people, you know, like in a classroom environment. Like, I don't know why they need to, like, have this little course here for, you know. But then you get into this environment with um, your your projects and everything that you need to get done or people want to you to get done, and you have to make sure that you're always balancing it well, which is uh, something that kept 
being reiterated in college, and I was just like, I can talk to people. I've been doing it since I'm a child. So, uh, but when you get into the environment, you really learn that. Oh yeah, that that's useful to you know that they actually cared enough to tell us. Oh yeah, everything's going to be different in this environment. Please be aware of that. A right, hands-on experience so so much more different than just the theory. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and 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 particularly in Alani's position, there's there's quite a bit of diplomacy involved. Because on the one hand, she has to work with the folks inside the building and, and making things happen from a production standpoint and operation standpoint. And then on the other hand, working with the, uh, with the customers, our clients, so that um, she can make sure that she represents them to the folks in the building and vice versa. So that when something doesn't quite go right, you know, how to kind of convey that and how to make sure things are, are understood um, with, with folks at a very broad range of, of exposure to marketing and experience and, and whatever. So it's really, I, I think the international diplomacy probably does have a, a, a contribution. Yes. No, I would agree with that because one of the things that always uh, strikes me as very outstanding about her, very endearing, is um, she's very poised. <laughs> You know? Poised, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like really great, high, high listening skills. And then she'd sit here and go, okay, and just be like, like a queen. No, I think half the, the time that she like that. half the time that she appears that she's listening, though she's thinking about something else. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I don't I'm think so. Really sure. I don't, maybe when Chuck is speaking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get that glazed look going on there. I kind of bring it back around again. Okay. You talk very fast sometimes. So uh, I'm, I'm you, you sometimes thinking that you have of to the speak first. Chuck. That is another yeah, language, right? It is. It is. Oh, so yeah. like, I might I be find stuck that hard on to believe. First... Are you finding that to be the case today? I'm fine so far. Well, thank you very much. I'm not sure where that's coming from. If we took went a chill and took pill a today. Oh, everybody, maybe at the office, maybe if we did that. Hey, how many of you know how to speak Chuck? Yeah. Well, put me in front of a microphone, perhaps, and that would that would be the way to go. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to come here pretty often now. <laughs> yeah, I speak low and slow in here, so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And so. going back to your time with Pivot, um, can you tell us a story behind getting the internship and meeting Isabella? Oh, the story. Oh, okay. So um, before I met Isabella, I was working in catering. So I had a lot of free time during the day a lot of the time. So I decided I was going to volunteer for the inflatable race. Yeah, inflatable 5K. Inflatable 5K. So uh, it was an early morning. Like I said, I had to be there like 6.50 or something really early. We were there ridiculously early. And for our listeners who don't know what the inflatable 5K is, could you explain it? Um, it's a 5K with a bunch of like bouncy house themed obstacles every, I don't know, half a mile or so. <laughs> okay. uh, and yeah, so it was just an event that was happening near near me. So I just decided, well, I'm, I probably had the rest of the day free. Who knows what was happening? Uh, so I just went over and I really didn't know anyone there, but uh, I saw Isabella was there and I was like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to talk to a person instead of sitting here by myself. Uh, so I went over to Isabella and I was just like, hey. And she's like, she, you know, we just had a conversation. I learned that she had an intern, uh, her company specialized in interns. And I was a person, a recent graduate who needed a job. So I was like, this is perfect. It was like all of my stars aligned that day. And uh, from that moment, we, I think I called her within a week and I was working within, with her within a month. 
So. Yeah. And then she came in and everybody, I'm not kidding because her work ethic is outstanding. And so everybody that she was working with, which is why Chris would say, oh no, I loved working with her because she was learning about segmenting lists and doing some other cool things that are in that side of marketing. And then Chuck went, well, I want to work with her. <laughs> so then she ended up getting a full-time job and that's how she uh, got over there at BMDM. Yep. And for those looking for internships, what advice would you give to them? I mean, for, I know in your case, you actually just took action and just so happened to work out. <laughs> but had that not happened, what would you have done? Um, I really don't know. Uh, for a lot of people, I would say definitely get an internship in college. Uh, it, you might think you don't have enough time, but a lot of different uh, companies, they'll work with your schedules. Uh, and, if you, and if you're like me and you graduate, uh, and you can find an internship that usually you have to be really proactive. Like in a college environment, you have a lot of resources. You have your teachers, you have your counselors. Um, a lot of schools have their, uh, I, I can't remember what, what they're called, but job. Career services. Career services. Yeah. And um, all of that can help you. Uh, and you, you just have to put the effort in a lot of the time. And... Sometimes that means going out and getting references and talking to teachers. You might be like, I don't even know if they know me, but like, <laughs> just go for it. They're like, what's the worst that can happen? And I feel like a lot of time you have to just put one, you know, just go forward and just be like anything bad that happens, that's a learning experience and anything good that happens, that's exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the greatest thing you learned from working with Isabella was? Greatest thing I learned, uh, <laughs> I think the greatest thing I learned is probably that every uh, every company that you come into contact with or that you're working with, they expect a hundred percent, and the <laughs> which is not bad, but it's just like you're putting a hundred percent. You're splitting it in so many different ways, and at first you might not realize that you know, like that that's exactly what they're expecting, but. If you, you have to learn it really quickly. Just like you have to put, uh, you can't skimp on a detail. You have to put that extra effort because they, they really want to see it and they'll, they'll really appreciate it. Mm. Hey, Chuck, I forgot to ask you, what did you learn about working with interns? Or better yet, were you an intern? Oh, I, well, back in my day, you know, way back. Which mm -hmm. wasn't uh, too long ago. Oh, <laughs> as, well, okay. Um, there were, interns weren't really a thing back then. Back then, there were apprenticeships if you were going to a trade, or you were a temp, and so that was more. That's more how it worked. So, mm. so when I got to school, or when I was not in the oil fields, it, you know, we had the temp work where you go in and work in an office and and you know file or you make copies and that Boring kind of thing. stuff, right? Well, but it was it was you're in an office environment, and yeah. if you were. You know, interested to find out what they were doing there. You may have a chance to work there a little bit longer, but um, but th there was never that kind of a program um, back then. Mm. Um, and and as far as working with interns, I, you know, I, I find you know I, I find that it so very much depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. So so some do you are mean the student? Individual they, student, okay. yes, um, or or post grad student. Um, so that if if they come in looking to actually learn and to to find out what they can do more and better and and become part of the company, that's that's great. 
Um, others that will come in looking for a resume builder mm -hmm. and that's all they want, you know, so, so they aren't there for the right reasons. And so they don't necessarily work out. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been very fortunate in that we've had, especially the folks that came in through inter intern pursuit, um, the or pivot business, um, they're both right that, now kind of the same, but uh, they're going to be separating soon. Back then it was pivot. Yeah. So, um, and so the, the, the fact that the people we were speaking with had already been somewhat cleared, you know, mm -hmm. they'd, they'd been pre-qualified um, because quite often students don't know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so they, they wind up in front of your desk and they're looking to uh, get an intern position and they don't know what they want. And so they don't necessarily know if they can do what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it tends not to work out that well. Yeah, I uh, agree. So you've learned that it's better to, uh, what would you say? What have you well, learned there about is, working there with agents? If there is an intermediary that can do some pre-qualification, that's definitely uh, superior. Okay. That's good for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to trying to go it, go it alone. Yeah. You know, and that um, often even the universities that, that we would work with, their, their program was not necessarily very business-friendly um, so that it was more, here's a list of kids that might be interested. Mm -hmm. Have at it. Or I would get a list of resumes that were not relevant to the position. Mm -hmm. um, so, so for a small business, taking the time to vet an intern at that point wasn't really worth having an intern. Mm. And so we just do it on our, on our own. Yeah. And I know that you really invest into the people that uh, come in and work and intern with you. So that's huge. You offer a, a lot of the mentoring that's needed, and many employers don't do that. So that's one of the reasons why they enjoy working there with you, too. Well, from my perspective, if if they're going to be working with us, they should get something out of it as well as us yeah. getting from them. And so that goes – that includes um, – we're going over the resumes, helping them to mm -hmm. land uh, positions or appointments, uh, interviews, um, doing some role playing for interviews, mm -hmm. and and when when someone starts, whether it was Aaron or, or Jose, you know, mm -hmm. when they first start with this, I I sit down and see what they want to try to accomplish during their tenure with us, mm -hmm. so that over the next three months, what are five things that you want to make sure that you can incorporate into your resume that that you find interesting that you might think would help you find, find a job afterwards. And then I'll make a point of incorporating those skills or, or that training into their tenure mm -hmm. so that by the time they are done, they can honestly say, yes, I have worked on video marketing. Yes, I have mm -hmm. explored CRM and marketing automation. I have whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that, I, I think it's worked for, for us as well as for, for the interns. Yeah, I agree. I, I know that it's helped them to find positions because I've heard back from Aaron also on that too. That's good. Well, Alani worked for Alani right there. So, you know. yeah, <laughs> she got the job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And going back to Alani, um, what industries did you explore before you decided to go into, um, your international business and economics? Or at least when choosing your major, if anything. Well, I did say marine biology earlier. Uh, <laughs> that's what I went into college thinking I was going to major in. Why marine bi uh, biology? Uh, actually, uh, I just, there's something, it's not really the actual study of marine biology. Mm -hmm. It's just the water, and I love being around it. And um, 
that's pretty much why I didn't become a marine biologist. <laughs> well, and I think I think you know when you, when you're in high school, marine biology is like oh you, know, you get to train dolphins. Yeah, right? yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and, and that's that's not that's not part of it. Um, and they want you to take molecular biology. I think it's oh, one wow. of the earlier classes. And I knew going in that I was not going to enjoy taking that class, and that so I did some more research and realized that was not the era for me. Um, I did look into other uh, business degrees. Uh, anthropology was another degree I thought would have been a lot of fun. Um, but at the end of the day, I went with international business and economics because, first, I really enjoy economics. Uh, I love how seeing how the markets work with each other and uh, learning about that. And uh, I, I enjoy what, what you learn as a business student. Um, so... It was, I think it was a great decision at the end of the day. Okay. And let's go to our great leaders. Mm. Who has influenced you in your life in a positive way? Now, remember, you want to say Chuck because I'm sitting, right, here, exactly. sitting right next to us. Yeah. I should probably say Melanie. Ah. Melanie is, is uh, she's actually, now that I think about it, she should be my answer because she's, she's pretty amazing. Yeah, she is. Um, she's able to handle so much, just so much, uh, in every aspect of BMDM. And it's, it's amazing to watch from like an outside perspective. Just, you're just like, she gets it done. Yeah. yeah, She gets it done. She does it. She does everything very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, uh. It's like, wow, wow. And who like, is who Melanie? Is okay. Yeah, I was going to so say, we need to explain so, who Melanie so is. Melanie Vasquez is, um, she's a vice president. She's the director of client services. She's our chief operating officer. She basically gets stuff done. Yeah. You know, so, so as far as, as far as keeping the, the wheels on the bus, that's, uh, that, that's Melanie. Um, she, she handles accounts. She, uh, is our creative director. Um, she's been with us for, I guess, 11 years now, 12 years. Yeah, right We've on. been in business for 15 years and she's been there 11 or 12. And, uh, and so she's just become an indispensable part of the company. She's a minority owner. So, so she's, uh, acknowledged in that regard as well. But, but everyone recognizes Melanie as being the, the person to, to go to, to get something done. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. Yes. Yeah. And her wealth of knowledge and like graphic design and, um, being able to make sure that, I would say a bad word, but you know, stuff gets done is really a uh, huge, really huge. Yeah. I enjoy working with her. Yeah. It's always great when you go into a client meeting with her cause she'll just like off the cuff, just come out with these great ideas. Um, which is, it's just so amazing to watch the, like she, she didn't her deliver she, it. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't, she was just, she just like, they came up with, uh, they're like, but what about this? And she's like, this is what you should do. And it's like, it's just, spot on. Yeah. yeah. Spot on. It's, it's, it's amazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss seeing her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I was also going to ask, uh, total side note, and I didn't want to forget, but how are all the dogs also? All the dogs are awesome. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the, our, the dogs come in pretty regularly. Dolce comes in for Melanie. I've got yeah. our dogs. Alani brought in a dog that she was dog sitting for yes, for a few days. Sam. And, uh, no. Sam you know, and, miniature schnauzer. Oh. So precious. Yes, Sam's <laughs> having a great time with us. And then, uh, you know, 
Um, so yeah, so we have guest dogs come in. We we've had some guest uh, hedgehogs come in. So it's a little bit of everything. Never quite sure who's going to come around, but who's going to visit? Um, yeah, yeah but hedgehog, hedgehog for real. <laughs> I, I saw it. It's like hey, how many times do you see a hedgehog? It was in this little little kid's swimming pool, yeah. and it. I think it hisses because yeah. it likes to hide underneath things, and it didn't like seeing the light. They're pretty useless, actually. Yeah. But, you know, they're kind of kind of cool in theory, but then you just get one. It's like, yeah, okay, this is like a little spiny. But but you'll love it just the same. Uh, no, actually, oh, not okay. really. Okay, so, yeah. no. we try to love it just the but, same. But, 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 having so having been exposed to the hedgehog, uh, now I know what what not to get. So that that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alani, for being our intern spotlight. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to be sharing um, something that's been on my agenda, and I haven't been able to share it for a little while. Um, I had applied to the UCF I-Corps, and if nobody knows what that is, that's a special program that University of Central Florida offers to help small businesses, startups, really startups, with doing some customer discovery. And in this customer discovery process, it's five weeks, and people have to apply. You have to go in and do a pitch down there. And it's not not stressful at all. So when you do the pitch, you know, you have to, you'll find out if you make it in. So I found out I made it in. I get to start May 11th. And it's, like I said, five weeks of customer discovery, 20 interviews a week. So I wanted to bump it up. And I wanted to do uh, 100 students and 100 employers. So the I have four students that are coming in to work with me on this. Two are already in place and two are uh, coming in from UCF. And we will be doing a lot of customer discovery to validate what students want out of an internship and what employers are looking for from working with interns. So I will be having a lot of content going out about that. And we would like to invite any employers that are interested in participating to definitely um, reach out to us at, uh, well, you can reach out to info at internpursuit.com if you'd like to get more information. Um, funny thing, and I don't know if I'm really supposed to, no, I'm not even going to say this part. I'll tell you off off the air, but there's three days of a really nice, uh, intense workshop that's going to be kind of relaxing. But I'm hoping it's relaxing. But um, And then it's five weeks of, like, full-on heavy stuff that's going on. So that is something that is going to be coming up, and we would like to invite all of our listeners to be able to follow that journey. We're going to have some um, interesting content that we're doing that's coming up on our interim pursuit. Like I was talking with um, another company. It is uh, Style Squad, and it's an app to help with fashion. So we're going to be looking at, like, student fashion. We'll have uh, resume tips coming up, but specifically some different segments that we think would be appealing to students. So that will be part of our PR campaigns, and we'll be bringing them in. So I wanted to be able to share that. Now, let's just open it up to just some other fun conversations that are not necessarily what we had on our table. And I wanted to be able to start with um, some interesting facts you're getting ready to go for the end of the term and you're mm -hmm. still going to be with me for the summer Correct. Correct. and they don't know anything about you what is the one thing that you would want to share with everybody in the room everybody in the keep room. in mind i know a lot about you so what sure. could you share that i don't know that they definitely don't know 
Well, I guess for me, I would say, at least from doing this internship, I'll mm -hmm. go there. I've, I've been talking to, like, uh, for a lot of people, because I work at a PBS station, at least, like, it's a practicum. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially just, like, an internship, only more like an observation. Sure. But we always have to do these interviews. So, like, one of the people I had to interview today was, like, a promotions manager. Mm. And I was telling her, because she was wondering, hey, what do you want to do after, like, you're done with college, or at least, um, like, what other career fields? Since I'm a production major, you can do so many different things with that. But at the same time, so many different things that's, like, not necessarily in Florida, yeah. different places you have to look. And I was telling her how... I have an extreme interest in radio, and it's thanks to doing this internship. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. Oh, well, So something thanks. you didn't know and something they didn't know as well. Yeah. So oh, that's something that's I'm cool. really looking into now. I think it's interesting mm -hmm. that he was working at PBS because, like, to me, that would be a really cool place to be sure. if I was a student. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so let me jump in here a second. So out of curiosity, mm -hmm. do you find that much of a difference between working in radio and working in podcasts? Because I'd imagine that, except for the, the broadcast nature you know, the, the, the audience and the, and the impression that it would be almost the same thing. And so are, is, is podcast and radio synonymous any longer? I do believe they're the same thing at this point. I feel like the only difference would be just if, say, like during the show, we actually had visual elements to show people more so. Because I feel like you're, you're listening to this, but at the same time it's being recorded. But if you don't actually watch it, you're still getting the same experience. So like I said, if it's just you have visuals that are associated with it, then that's the only difference. But otherwise, I believe they're the same thing. Hmm, okay, because uh, you know it's almost like a blending of disciplines mm -hmm. to air. It's the way that no one watches TV real time anymore, or very few people do any any longer, except for sporting events. You know, it's all DVR'd, and so you record it and you watch it. You consume it at your own at your own pace at your own time. And so, a, a podcast, in essence, is a radio broadcast, which is just consumed on your own time. Right, because I mean, all the time they always say radio's dead, but nowadays I believe they associate uh, podcast views or at least listens to radio now, right. so you put them together as synonymous. So, so as, far as, that being an, as far as that being an industry which one would consider dying, just, you know, just the opposite I think would be the case because now there's so many more outlets and so many more consumers and, and mm -hmm. channels for those technologies and, and for, that, for that level of, of education. Right. Well, yeah, it's kind of like everybody wants their moment of fame to a certain extent, which is why you can have your own YouTube channel, right? And sure. then you can also have your own podcast because those types of opportunities weren't ever available previously. Well, but also to be a, a production specialist, you know, so, so a production specialist, if you're lo looking at radio stations, is only going to be several thousand in the country. Whereas if a production specialist for hire, you know, that, that could work on mm -hmm. podcasts, it can, that can be, mm -hmm. then they were looking at, you know, a hundred times that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, just, so I thought. Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact, and I know we're going to have to wrap up pretty quickly here because I know it's hitting, Ooh, we've already gone the 51 uh, mark, but fun fact that I think is interesting about you is that how well traveled you are and you have a lot of different business interests. So you did mention that right next door is a brewery. I don't know if you want to give them a shout out. Oh, 1010 Brewing Company. Yeah. The most uh, amazing brewers in town. Yeah. We always like uh, supporting other small business, right? So. As often as possible with as many glasses as possible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And then for yourself, Ilani, what other fun fact might you want to share? Oh, fun fact about me. Oh, um, I do believe Chuck knows this, um, but I am starting my own podcast <gasps> with mm -hmm. my friend. Yes, we have it. Well, we've. And she's decided. a production specialist, so. <laughs> okay. I guess you won't need to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we 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 haven't decided exactly what our niche is yet. Yeah. Um, originally, it was going to be movie podcasts. 
uh, a movie podcast, but that's really done unless we figure out some way to, you know, bring it in. Um, so right now it's called No Basis because there is no basis for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us rambling. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, we, we're, we're not very far into it, but we knew we had to start even if, and maybe while we're speaking, we'll get to um, wh- whatever direction would work best for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. So I'm going to just jump into the Valencia Spotlight. We want to thank Valencia College, Community College here on the East Campus for being able to be on your show or be on your station here. And they have state-of-the-art social broadcasting studios, which we are experiencing. Great atmosphere, knowledgeable staff. We love Q. And fantastic environment to produce all of this great content that's coming out of here. So I'm going back to you now. Of course. And before we end the show, do we want to have any more shout-outs to any of our family members, friends, anyone particular? Yeah, he has an aunt that loves everything we do. Oh, so everything. I said I want his, his aunt as my aunt. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Um, aunt Darlene, yes. Aunt Darlene? Yep. Shout-out to Aunt Darlene. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we love Aunt Darlene. <laughs> any for you, Alani? Um, I'll, I'd say shout out to Emily Bailey. She is my partner in crime all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the traveler. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want to say a special thanks to everybody that's been working with me and that is going to be coming on in the summer. And then also the my clients. I want to say a special shout out. I've never done that before for all my clients. So, you know, stay tuned on all of that. <laughs> and we're back to you. Of course. And we're going to end the show just like we began it, only I want to include you guys too. So just like how she said, this is Isabella and Sister Ron, I want you guys to say your names as well. You guys ready for that? Sure. Awesome. All right. This is Isabella. This is Jerron. This is Alani. And this is Chuck. And thank you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live. We'll see you next week. <laughs>